welcome to the Avengers podcast. <laughs> oh, where we we assemble weekly to binge all things nerd, old and new. Uh, you can find us at theavengerspodcast.com. Uh, you can find us at Instagram at the Avengers Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, threads, wherever you find podcasts and interact with them. Uh, you want to help the show uh, freely? <laughs> freely. <laughs> you, can, you can give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. That goes a long way to getting eyes and ears on the show. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. We love really nice comments, too. Um, especially They're when, the best we, kind. when we flounder. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, if you want to pay to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Avengers podcast. A dollar a month gets you our discord. It gets you uh, a little a little pre-show banter. Um, and uh, yeah. 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 But I am Emmy and I'm just one of your hosts. I've got another host here today. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so proud of you. You won that like no other. That was incredible. I, I, won, I won the fuck out of that. You were like, you were like, do I need notes? Do I need to read from the script? You're like, nope, I got this. And you, you healed it. Nailed it. Did I? I uh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the praise. <laughs> Go low, oh. So this week. Yeah. Brandon's on paternity leave mm-hmm. for for a ah. little while. Sucker. And while the cat's away, the mice will play. And so Keith and I are doing Daredevil, the 2015 Netflix series. Woo, 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 woo. It's been highly sought after. Uh, so spoiler alert. I'll go ahead and get this out of there because I'm terrified I'm going to forget it. Spoiler alert for the show that came out nine years ago, Daredevil. If you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil at least the first episode. Uh, this is episode one, Into the Ring, that we are going to talk about today. And you can and find Keith... it on Disney Plus now. You don't have yes. to have Netflix to watch this. So don't go spending that, whatever it is, $95 a month now for Netflix, unless you really want Stranger Things. You don't need it. You can... Or Love is Blind. <laughs> or Love is Blind. You, you need Love is Blind, let me tell you what. <laughs> I keep forgetting it. Every every time we 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 juggle, oh, we spend plates. Yeah. So spoiler services. alert. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just I I froze for a minute, so that's why you keep talking. I'm sorry. My internet is is just really being awesome today. Really showing its ass. Love it. Yay. Um. So uh. Awful. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm. You can leave now. Come back after you've watched Daredevil episode one. Season Into one, episode one, Into the Ring, which I assume is about engagement. No, sorry, that love is blind. Dang it. You haven't seen in the episode yet? <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Keith. How does this work? Do we normally tell each other what we think of the episode before doing any of the readings? Yes. Like the, okay. All right. Emmy, what do you think of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Um. Okay. All right. I'll start. I guess I'll start. Um, This is a great first episode. It sets Foggy and Matt up as these, like, just good dudes. Like, they're just good humans. Um, Gives a level of stakes and violence uh, that, 
like what we should expect with the show moving forward uh it introduces the threat of fisk without ever showing him he is a very formidable force in this episode but not you don't see him yet which is like the like how uh in jaws like they didn't want you to see too much of the big scary shark because it's like the fear that'll get you um yeah good 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 analogy damn or overall uh as metaphor no sure like like i had like so it was a it was a simile that's what my kids are doing tomorrow without me figurative language good luck i'm sure that'll be like smooth sailing oh yeah Yeah. um but yeah overall i really enjoyed it um if i had one one nitpick it was that it said that there was sexually explicit material and i didn't see enough of that (laughs) i think i did see some side boob but that's what that I was did nothing say. The for only me. Things that the only things, the only thing, the only one, uh, came to mind was that moment. Yeah, there's not really sexually. I guess they're trying to cover their bases, and this is at a time when maybe Netflix was just trying to cast a wide net and be like, okay, all episodes. There I might have be the some. same caveats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you might see some side boob. Ooh, there'll be some side boob, and uh, yep, Karen. All right, Keith. What know. I think. Yep. It was so good. It's so good. And it makes me so happy that we're watching it and to, to go and see the, because I'm sure that when I was watching this the first time, I was like, oh, he's not even in his Daredevil costume yet. What's going on? Like, hurry up. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Enjoy this. I know it's good. I enjoyed the hell out of it the first time in the end. So it's just a really good pilot. It's a good, uh, good first step. And uh, it sets the sets the bar high. Um, I couldn't believe that five minutes in we were getting, you know, forget sexually explicit content, just like the 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 stakes are high the grit the darkness of what we're dealing with like there is Mm -hmm. there is human trafficking in the first 10 minutes of the fucking episode it's like whoa okay this is not what we're used to yeah i think in like uh black widow we saw like a bit of human trafficking going on in the montage at the beginning and like explaining what happened to nat and her sister i think getting separated but really the mcu doesn't address that kind of reality and that and that kind of like harsher things that go on in the world so it's it was it was surprising refreshing and a little bit of a whoa holy crap after such a sanitary kind of blissful existence uh in the Mm -hmm. the mcu so yeah i'm excited to get into it oh yeah and you you have seen the full show before i would like to let everyone know that i have not i started the Mm -hmm. first episode back in december and then we started floating this idea and so i was like i'm gonna save it and so this is the only episode that i have seen all the way through uh just once before before i met charlie cox i'm just saying <laughs> yeah you met the guy i still I did. met the guy and you I met did. did you not met, meet d'onofrio as well not i didn't he's meet in this. him oh, okay. <laughs> spoilers we already gave her spoiler My, alert the employer uh, the employer yeah. yes yeah. um no i didn't meet him but i was in a panel that had both of them so i was breathing the same air basically nice yeah yeah and you were like and sucking I, it up ever extra hard like <laughs> like hoping yeah. to get some of their air yeah yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's, that's what i do i do i suck, I suck it up hard <laughs> oh no what oh. I said? hope we're not uh, oh so do you want to listening you want to guess right. um oh no rotten tomatoes yeah you're breaking up a little bit but you came back some rotten tomatoes okay rotten yeah tomatoes. i know I, I can i can work with it as long as i'm coming back within a little bit 
I'm gonna guess the Rotten Tomatoes score on this show. I've never looked. And this is that up um, overall. Overall, yeah, we can't go episode to episode. Um, I'm gonna guess it's around. I want to say like a hopeful like 78 or yeah. I'm gonna say that because it seems it's still probably. I hope it's higher than that, but yeah, 78. All right, so critics gave it 92 percent. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Oh God, I've gotten so jaded. I know, right? Um, audiences have it at eighty nine percent. IMDb at eight point six, and eighty six percent of Google users like this show. And IMDb does break it down by episode, and so for episode one, it has an eight point four. And I did look. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes will sometimes break it down by episode episodes two, but mm-hmm. this one did not have its own individual score. So fair enough. That's I mean that's that's pretty good and it's held up. Like this is this is a 9-year-old show and it's still that high. Mhm. That is impressive. Yeah. And, it's one of those things it's like it's kind of a no-brainer to not only bring back Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio but also uh just make it canon, make it you should have made it part of the MCU to begin with. Uh yeah. so I'm glad that they've sorted that out and made the right decision. So um fingers crossed that the new daredevil series gets the same kind of uh vibe right to try and match that same recipe uh do you want to hear a little bit about the showrunner of this show of course yeah i know nothing so the series showrunner is named drew goddard and he's a writer behind projects like the martian uh bad times at the el royale uh the cabin in the woods but he got his start writing on a lot of tv writing several episodes on a bunch of different shows, including Buffett the Vampire Slayer, Alias, and Lost. So he's been connected to critically acclaimed TV shows for a long time, so it makes sense that he would be able to produce something so cool. Uh, and he just mm-hmm. had that dark tone right, and it just it feels like a, a time when a, a showrunner uh, meant a lot more than maybe a lot of the the MCU stuff that we get. It's nice to see it's kind of, it does seem like it's kind of returning back to that with some of the MT, MCU uh, Disney Plus shows is you feel like the showrunner has a lot more say. And that's, that's important because it's one person's vision. It's a lot easier to filter through one person instead of just a hodgepodge of uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. No, completely yeah. agreed. That's a, that's quite a, quite a resume there. Yeah. Have you seen any of those shows? Have you seen Alias? I've never seen Alias. I've never seen Alias. Uh, I have seen Lost, but that was like back when it came out, and yeah. uh, that was I was eating it up when it came out. But looking back on it, it was a bit of a clusterfuck. I was a big Lost fan, probably for I don't know when did it camp come out? Probably I think two thousand four. I was watching yeah. it on repeat, like a big fan of the way that it was written and the way that it would focus in on each character really well in, in certain episodes. I thought that the, the style of the way it was chaptered up like that was really smart. Um, going back and looking at it now, I think I've seen too many other good series come out since that I'm, I'm comparing it to that it's a little hokey, a little cheesy at times that I'm like, it's harder to go back, but I'll still look at it with fond uh, memories of a time when I could watch that on repeat way, way back. Uh, but Buffett, the same thing with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm a huge Buffy fan, uh, nerd. So to hear that it. he got his start on that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And there's good seasons of Buffy's and 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 bad bad seasons of Buffy, but we won't get into that. This is we're here to talk about Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. always. 
which I think right. I've said Deadpool instead of Daredevil while talking to my friends like six times this week. Um, they do both start with D. D's nuts. <laughs> we walked right into it, yep. and it was all you. Damn it. Yep. Um, <laughs> how how would you like to proceed? Would you like me to just start into the um, description of the episode frame by frame? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, so it. the first frame of the show, there's uh, this scene happening where there's some kind of car crash, and there's I think there's a thing in the corner, the top right corner is a, like a like a street lamp, and then in the bottom left corner, I think there's like a car turned over. Yes, yes, uh, this is professional. This is the way we're doing this. All right. The next frame has a little bit more going on. I think you see a little bit more of the street lamp and a little bit less of the car because the camera's moving um but no i'm kidding yeah. um so we see, see a man run up to the scene of a car accident <laughs> to find his nine-year-old son matt amidst an overturned truck carrying chemical waste we find that matt was saving an old man from being hit by the truck and pushing by pushing him out of the way but in the process his eyes were splashed with the chemicals and we see the moment his vision is taken from him and he cries out as his father struggles to comfort him uh, smashing to our opening titles. Um, you saying that I didn't, and I've seen this twice now. <laughs> I didn't, I just thought that there were hazardous materials out in the middle of uh, Hell's Kitchen, and I was going to ding them as the health inspector <laughs> that they were improperly stored. I didn't realize mm. that they were on the back of a truck. Also, probably not the proper place for them to be, but I definitely didn't catch that it was on the truck. It's okay. I've seen this episode twice now, and I'm realizing that this summary that I've written uh, had the opening titles in the wrong place. This actually comes later. So uh, let's completely ignore that. Those who watched it and then listened to this are going to call me out. So stop it. Stop right yeah. there. He called himself out. out. Yeah. There you go. Um, but what did you think of this this uh, harrowing uh, uh, origin moment for at least one of the many things going on with Daredevil? Uh, his blindness. I, I, so we watched the other Daredevil, the Ben Affleck movie, uh, <laughs> recently. And so that's still in my, my recent memory. It hasn't gone yet. Like what I had for breakfast or what kid I sent out of class today. Like <laughs> it's something that happened today, but, um, to I like get you breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I liked this origin better than the movie even though it's very similar um mm -hmm. but i did really like the way that the camera looks through matt's eyes and his vision yeah. goes he like sees his dad and then it just darkens i thought that was a really cool touch yeah it feels a lot more like it just feels more special the way that they're doing certain camera angles cinematography in this show it's very clever uh, it's one thing, it's a name I'm going to look up before episode two is who the cinematographer was on this first season because they, throughout the episode, have a lot of cool tricks that they do to to convey things that, yeah, the movie with Ben Affleck had a bit of a blueprint to lay out and say, here's how a Daredevil movie could go. Feel free to do the same or do something better. And it's like, we, we're going to do something better. Uh, mm. Don't worry, we'll figure it out. Um, so now we are in... 2015 matt visits hell's kitchen church the church's father uh, attended and used to take confession he tells the priest father paul lantham about his father's record as uh being tough as oak uh, tough as oak boxer 
uh, and how sometimes Jack would let the devil out on his opponents. Um, he says that uh, every now and then he'd get hit and something would snap. And my grandmother used to say that the Murdoch boys, they've got the devil in them. And mm -hmm. you'd see it sometimes in the ring. His eyes would go dead. He'd start walking forward real slow, hands at his side like he wasn't afraid of anything. And the other guy, he'd see that look and he'd try to get away from him. And now my dad, he'd catch him, he'd trap him in a corner, and he'd let the devil out. I didn't understand back then what he was feeling deep inside. I didn't understand it. Not back then. Um, the father asks him, but you understand it now? And he says, I'm not seeking penitent. He says, maybe it would help you help me if uh, you explain to me what you've done. He says, I'm not seeking penance for what I've done, father. I'm asking forgiveness for what I'm about to do. What did you think about That's that? That's not how this works. Oh, yeah. listen. <laughs> He's like, ah, okay, come back when you know what Catholicism <laughs> is, man. <laughs> um, I am a nosy ass bitch. I would love to sit in on confession absolutely <laughs> love it i want to know tell me all your dirty little secrets ah please so that's enough for you to go for your priesthood you're like i am just nosy mm -hmm. i could live on the gossip for years so many yeah. dinners does that that everyone. means you have to be celibate though doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i don't know i yeah. i'm just gonna set up like a glory hole confessions <laughs> just like in the bathroom of a bar <laughs> And people go there, they see a glory hole, and you say, no, 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 we've repurposed it. Don't worry. We, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't put your penis in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm just, just tell me what you uh, may or may whisper, not have beaten whisper. today. and yeah, Whisper sweet nothings. <laughs> oh, no, I think you froze again. All right, wait. I hear you. And you're yeah, back. All I'm right. still here. <laughs> Excellent. So the um, father asks him, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that that's all. Nope. That's it. Oh, um, no, I nope. Sorry. Nope. Now you <laughs> what know what Brandon saying? feels. Uh oh, dad was never okay. knocked out. Yeah. I, I think that that's an important and I think you see it later in the episode that he's trying very hard to be like his dad and not mm -hmm. ever get completely knocked down. He's living up to that. He's stepping into those shoes. Yeah, because as a guy, like, you can say that he has superpowers, and yes, I suppose he does in the sense that he's very hyper-aware, his senses are all strengthened, um, and you'll find out more and more about what his training um, after being blinded ha has taught him. But he, uh, beyond that, he's he's essentially a non-superpowered person, so he really has to come at it with the kind of, you know, don't give up and be persistent and have just the most most durability and endurance that you can have so a man with no fear that's what they call him the man with no fear so um all yeah. right you ready for the next scene oh yeah we're about to see that man with no fear so yeah. that night at the docks a gang of human traffickers are loading women into shipping container um, this scene was a quick reminder to me of how dark this show is because human tra traffickers, uh, something we don't see, like I said earlier uh, in the, the MCU, it, it's, it's very rare. So um, he then shows up in the black suit, the, the man in black outfit, as it gets to be called later, and he lets the devil out on these four to five guys, letting that extra bit of beating on that last guy who kind of tries to take a shot at him. Um, we smash the girls. Yes, and he does. Yeah, he kind of like 
snaps at them a little bit to get them to run away uh he doesn't want to be identified but uh yeah he he saves them and uh, oh well no the them. guy i think was trying to shoot one of the girls he, he he's oh, aiming was he? i think That's he's what... just kind of like i don't care who i kill now i'm just gonna fucking mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. he's like oh i'm I'm mad now you beat up all my men yeah. um, what did you think of this fight scene they use parkour they show that he even though you know he's blind he's like bouncing billy clubs off of off of shipping containers and hitting people exactly like what what do you think um okay human trafficking is so disgusting i absolutely um, uh, yeah, oh fucked up like that is that like the the lowest level of hell is mm-hmm. reserved for those people that is worse i think almost than murder sometimes not that there's a hierarchy of crimes but like that is fucking terrible right because i I understand the the feeling behind that because if murdering someone that their you know their life is over as opposed to torture and the the life that Mm -hmm. this person would have in human trafficking i understand that the feeling 100 percent. um so i watch uh last week tonight with john oliver yeah on hbo and this past week actually he had a segment about uh scammers like people who like the people that i like to fuck with who um like will text you and be like oh you look pretty can we be friends and then like eventually it's this whole thing and it it, the whole special the whole bit is on pig butchering which is basically they get and form a relationship with you and then they get you to invest in something that seems really legit anyway um at the end of it he was saying that these people who are doing this and creating these profiles most of the times are not the people behind it they are actually human trafficked like those people who are scamming people are not getting any of the money they're working for free in horrible conditions like but yeah anyway just put a different um spin on how i see those scammers and made me feel sorry for the scammers which they're not truly the scammers in in mm-hmm. some instances and, uh, yeah there's a much darker level and layer behind it all. yeah yeah so it's not just uh for not just for perverts anymore it's also mm-hmm. for awful horrible human beings um yeah, but yeah it's... i thought this was violent which i enjoyed yeah when i don't normally <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe i am the, enjoying it who do you want to see get beat up more than human traffickers let's be honest there's like yeah that's a short list of people you you've picked the best people that we want to see get the shit kicked out of them yeah. uh yeah way to set the set the bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? uh. like nobody's gonna root against a, a human trafficker getting his ass oh you frozen again bones cracking and you're back there are points where you heard bones cracking Mm-hmm. I love how gracefully they show. He was like a, a ass kicking gazelle. Yes, <laughs> Just yes, so graceful. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah the the fight the few uh, people I've seen critique the scenes or critique the series on on its fight choreography uh, that know you know a bit of fight choreography themselves are are saying that it's it's messy and in a good way like it's gritty it's it's hard hitting and it's a it's a person who is bringing out every possible trick they have to win the fight and uh it's because he he technically comes at a disadvantage but at the same time you wonder where the disadvantage is when he's so Mm -hmm. damn good um but he's yeah he's not pulling any punches he's not stopping himself and he's not he's not uh second guessing anything that he's doing he's he's kicking the shit out of these guys and he's doing it quick and seamlessly 
uh all with his bare hands again no gun yeah um <laughs> you know superpowers really but yeah a lot of great karate and parkour 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 yes it's one of the um, greatest scenes in all of television it, it, it is when he jumps into the fucking box that he thinks has got a refrigerator in it and he, just, he just dives right in <laughs> um okay so now we cut to we are introduced to foggy foggy nelson he runs into officer mahoney while walking his beat and gives him some cigars for his mother bess explaining that they are up-and-coming defense attorneys and that they'd really appreciate it if he sent some cases their way if he hears anything um they've known each other for uh, since they were four years old so he's got a history with this uh with this officer even though uh the officer knows that he's being bribed and doesn't really want foggy to keep bringing cigars to his mom <laughs> um but yeah mahoney says uh you know stop giving my mom cigars and uh foggy goes on his merry way he does set this up with a phone call with with matt saying i gotta go bribe a cop so what did you think of this scene did you know did you like foggy right off the bat I, I want to know what you thought first, because you've been asking me, and I want to know your thoughts first this time. I am so happy when, um like, like, okay, so John Favreau, I love John Favreau, don't get me wrong, he's great. I think that him playing him in the, in the Ben Affleck Daredevil really didn't do the character as much justice as this character does. I love this actor, um, for, I grew up watching him in like the butterfly effect and the mighty ducks and stuff and it's so cool to see him acting still and not really playing like a like a tough goon kind of character he's playing this sensitive smart ass you know uh you know interested in the money first and and uh you know women short after and like he's just he, he plays the part well and it's just this this very charismatic character that uh, everybody has a friend like this kind of guy um so I, I really love Foggy in this series and, and to, to have this be the first time you see him is he's he's given given this cop cop's mom some cigars and he doesn't refuse <laughs> the cigars, you know, it's no. he just he just says, stop giving my mom cigars, but I'll go deliver them to her because you yeah. you're right. She likes smoking. So like, what, yeah, yeah, the, the buck can stop with him like yeah. he can. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, stop it. But don't, I guess. Um. I have a hot take. Ooh, hit me. And I I don't know him from his other work. Or I like I take. I love the character of Foggy. I do not okay. think the person who plays him is the best actor. I see what you mean. I do, okay. I don't think it's too hot a take. I hope he get I do think he gets better as the series goes on, but I there were a couple moments in this episode where I was like, okay, this guy's He's delivering the lines best he can, but he might not be there. Yes, yet. <laughs> yes, yes. I think the character is written well. I think that I think everything is there for him if he wants it, mm -hmm. and if he does it. Yeah, he just hasn't done it for me yet. So and I'll be interested to see if he if we do see a, a bit of an uptick in his his skills as the season goes on. If not, if not episode two, because his first episode being uh, kind of the, the first time he's ever getting a chance to play this guy, maybe he's not that comfortable yet, but. Yeah, yeah that's crossed. fair. I that was that was rude of me to call him out on the pilot. Okay, all right. No, no, no. That's I'm I'm, I'm a bit. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Your opinions are valid. That's a good point. Um, I did feel it. I think there's some lines where him and Matt are sparring back and forth, and you do you do see a bit more skill from Charlie Cox as just an actor in general. 
uh, in the scenes. It's, it's, it must it would be probably pretty tough to act next to him and and not be schooled yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also okay. So initially watching this, I was like, "Ooh, was the incident the incident that I think it is, or was it something else?" And so I did have to Google it because I wasn't sure if a show is not canon. Is it allowed to reference things that are canon? Which I should have known because in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after Thor the Dark World, they had like a whole thing. Sif has been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I should have known that. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, no, it was... it's, a, it's a it's a labyrinth with the legalities of what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they were doing at the time. I think when they were making this show, they had every right and every every intention to expand upon it and make it part of the mcu and i think that that just didn't end up happening at the time frame that they were that they were expecting to begin but, with. Yeah. so so i think that they were thinking okay we're part of this universe we won't touch on it too much and it's kind of what kind of the style i hope they do with the spotlight series going forward is is talk about it sure but you don't have to then one day meet up with these people like you could just take care of your territory and and you know stay in your lane in that way and that way we'll get a more rich uh, storytelling for those characters instead of trying to shoehorn them into a, a bigger team or something that doesn't always make sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair point. Well made. Um, well, thanks. Aww. The the other thing that I have about Foggy particularly, at least he stuck out uh, to me, especially in this scene, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like 2015 was a time where we were trying to make, you know, everybody everything was just this is what it was everybody's just normal and if you've got something that's different about you it's all fair game everybody's on the same playing field and I think that Foggy when he's saying like oh it's so unfair I need to get the blind game going and like that was like that was that point of just like a touch too far like it's like oh being blind is fine it's so fine. We can make fun of it. And it's, I don't, I it just kind of like, I was like, yeah. scoot back just a little bit and like, <laughs> just off the gas pedal just a bit. Just very, uh, like trying too hard to make it seem just like okay and okay, normal. And like, about, yeah, it is. And it should be treated as such, but not, I don't know, just the way that they went about it was almost too much. I hear you. Yeah, I, this was on the conversation on the phone with with uh, mm-hmm. Matt beforehand. Yeah, the it, I think that tw- and, and in watching several things since since uh, certain developments in in just online culture, especially, um, you'll see like yeah, sensitivity in general uh, to certain just just understanding what other people are going through and being a little bit more open-minded in general uh, doesn't really kick in until probably after the Me Too movement, in my opinion. Yeah. That that thing started for not just women. It was for everybody. Like, it really I mean, opened people's minds to think before we speak, think before we joke. Let's be a little bit more cautious of that stuff. But yeah, I think that, that Foggy's character, he gets away from gets away with it because he is a little bit less mature than 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 uh matt and also just yeah. has known him for so long but if he's talking to anybody else i think he would stand up for for matt before anybody else got to make a joke he's one of those friends you know he's like yeah. i'm allowed to but you can't type of thing yeah, yeah. well yeah. and i guess as an audience looking in on that like it made me feel just like slightly uncomfortable like i was like oh bro that's a that's a bridge just a, a bit too far but yeah, yeah. No. and but, it was what was but the, yeah the, i don't know the their remark. friendship 
was it all to was it all to 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 impress women or something i forget what the comment was yeah he was he was talking about how like the real estate agent was real homely and like she's not uh yeah he said he said all that and then it was like it's not fair man you've got the blind thing going for you it's it's just so unfair it was just like which i mean honestly like probably a bit of a positive to like be using it as a as a strength as a positive or to be formulating it in that way but also i don't know it just it it was weird footing for me yeah maybe that's a me thing no i know i get it um and i i totally missed it for some reason too um okay so matt meets up with foggy and they sign a lease for the small office um the property dealer susan introduces herself and holds her hand out uh for matt to shake and then clues in later that he cannot see that she's done that and then curtsies and foggy explains this to him and this is a regular thing that we get from foggy and matt in their in their uh, dynamic is foggy's explaining to him in a charming way that this is what this person's just done in front of him and he's <laughs> filling him in on the details so this she she's curtsied it was adorable uh, and Matt says it's nice to know that chivalry is not dead. Um, she walks him around the room explaining that they'll get a good deal on this place because of the damage from the incident. Um, and yes, they are referring to the Battle of New York. Uh, despite the prices being a quarter of what they used to be, Foggy still haggles for a lower price because they'll be staring at scaffolding and cranes and repairing all the damages in Hell's Kitchen. And Matt is a little bit more impulsive than Foggy and very confident that they'll be able to afford the office. So he says, we'll take it. Um, And now we get to hear uh, Foggy and and Matt's differences on the type of clients they would like, because Matt believes that they will be defending only the innocent. And Foggy says, well, innocent until proven otherwise, as the law states. Uh, So (laughs) Foggy's ready to take whoever the hell he wants or whoever they can get. I I feel like Foggy at one point, whenever the uh, real estate broker uh, is leading Matt around, like I feel like in his head he was like, "Yeah, that's what I meant. That's 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 <laughs> what I was talking this. about." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get the magic, uh, the magic touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, um, but yeah, all that was really cute, and it it does show that Foggy is a supportive friend, and like she she curtsied. It was adorable. <laughs> that's really sweet. <laughs> Um, what are you thinking about Charlie Cox? How does he look in this role already? Like he's this just super smooth talking, you know, saying that uh, he's ni- it's nice to see chivalry, chivalry is not dead. I can't say the word chivalry to save my life, clearly. Uh, Chival- chivalry, chivalry is not dead. It's a hard one. He's a charmer, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fine as hell. So <laughs> Chival- chival- chivalry timbers. That was bad. That was bad. No, that was gold. <laughs> Brandon, we need you back. <laughs> Brandon, you need to tell her how shitty that was. But I will. <laughs> until then, I'm. I'm gonna say it's gold because that was. Funny. <laughs> um, cut to a woman in the, in the apartment holding a knife, dripping with blood, knelt in front of a body, bleeding out on the carpet. Police bust in and arrest her as she tearfully pleads that she's innocent. Officer Brett Mahoney, that we saw earlier with the cigars, calls Foggy uh, just like he hoped and gives them the heads up. And uh, we get the name of the of the arrested person. It is Karen Page. What did you think of that knee-jerk turn <laughs> in the episode? 
I could not. I was like, where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? Where do I know her from? <laughs> did you figure it out? I did. Do you know her from something? True Blood? Yeah, True yeah! Blood. <laughs> I want to do bad things to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a she show a... I will never be able to convince my wife to watch because it is so sleazy, but I love oh, that show. It's so, so sleazy. Sucky. In the best way. It's so silly. It's satire. It's fun. Yeah. I like it's all, oh, and I'm sorry. The ending. Oh, bleh. I did. I, I used to read those books back when I was in like high school. Like the books that True Blood is based off of. They were yeah. also absolute terrible and they were a little <laughs> smutty. <laughs> that sounds about right for what i saw on the show yeah yeah it's like so a, the, the show will always be even on hbo a watered down version i think it was hbo um yeah yeah but yeah that's but no that's karen my... page yeah deborah ann wall i believe her name is and she played jessica i want to say uh-huh handy yeah, the the brand new vampire the young yeah. vampire in town and yeah. she didn't know a damn thing about what she wanted as a vampire but she knew that she she was uh very inexperienced and just wanted a wanted a dude what was yeah. his name holt holt what the hell was the name of the guy that she holt received? sounds right i looked i was looking at it last night because i was like who because i thought she started out as a server she didn't though yeah i think she was like in a i think her family was attacked or something and she was the only one turned or something yeah. if i remember but anyway. spoilers for true blood that's next after yeah, daredevil we're going into the <laughs> into the next the next uh punishers defenders what is this we're not punisher <laughs> that's not the that's good lord it's, it's okay i don't they do show this for a living <laughs> i was gonna say they they show up to meet her in the interrogation room and demand that they remove her handcuffs matt introduces them and asks to sit down foggy lets him know that karen gave a shrug so they just go with it um they ask her what happened but she seems very suspicious who the hell are these guys why did they just show up out of nowhere uh so they just start talking they tell her what they know um they say that uh basically the facts uh that she was found in her apartment with daniel fisher who appears to be the victim of a homicide and that she is currently the only suspect she simply asks who the hell are you guys he says i'm matt he's foggy who sent you no one sent us so you're a couple of good Samaritans. Foggy chimes in and saying that they he bribed the desk sergeant with a box of cigars. <laughs> Matt explains that their practice is relatively young and they're aggressively pursuing new clientele and then tells Foggy to stop buying best cigars. Foggy says she likes to smoke. It's a free country. Karen asks them how long they've been practicing law. Matt asks Foggy, what time is it? And they say... It's been about seven hours. Foggy says, we should go from when we passed the bar. But Matt says, oh, I was going from when we got our own desks. Foggy says, seven hours. So <laughs> what do you think of their banter? But this is where I think they shine best when they're yeah, together yes. in the same room. Yeah. hundred percent. Totally agreed. I, 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 I just, I enjoyed this. The setup to the, the murder was like, oh my gosh, what has happened here? Like, bitch, you did it. <laughs> All points. <laughs> All signs point to uh red flag yeah. right here. You murder. <laughs> yeah. Should be a clean and clean and cut case. Is that what they say? Clean cut? Clean. Um, clean. Open and shut case. Open Let's, and shut. That sounds more familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not start making up legal uh sayings on the fly. Um <laughs> what else yeah. do you think of this scene? Should I continue? I just I love I love them together. I do think that they've shown 
as you said, together. I think that uh, my hot take, I will take back a little bit just because of how well they interact together. They seem, and it seems like that friendship between the actors yeah. is going to only get better as the show progresses. And I'm excited to see that reflected on the screen. I think you're right. And I think that there's a certain moral backbone that Matt has that Foggy doesn't. And, and Matt kind of leads the, like a lighthouse. He kind of like shows Matt the right way or not. No. Matt shows Foggy the right way yes. uh, to be uh, a good uh, a good lawyer. That, that just, a, just a hero. Yeah. Whenever she says, I don't have any money, and Foggy gets up and says, <laughs> okay, yeah. well, it's been nice meeting you. <laughs> and then Matt, Matt presses on. He says, uh, you don't have money and we don't have any clients. Uh, maybe we can help each other. And he continues to question her about the case. Karen explains that she and the victim, Daniel Fisher, worked for a construction firm called Union Allied. He seemed nice, and it's hard to meet people in the city, so she asked him out for a drink. After a few drinks, she says the next thing she remembers is waking up in her apartment with him dead in front of her uh, and a moment before the police arrived. So she doubles down on her insistence that she is innocent and knows how it looks. Matt listens to her heartbeat and can tell that she's telling the truth and says i believe you miss page love it love it it's pretty, I, cool I way, pretty cool way to show that right yeah yeah pretty cool way there were moments when he would do that too and it like the the focus was going in and out so i felt like again the cinematography was really cool like kind of showing us like a, a an unfocused version of the, the events that were happening Mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah I, and when you when you hear him when you see him like listening in on the heart the heartbeat of the person he's talking to you hear like a a lot more of an echo when they speak and like there'll be like a blurred or blur around mm-hmm. the rest of them where their eyes will be in super focus yes and it'll be, yes yeah yes. that was really cool yep. yeah much Great. better than the rooftop scene in the ben affleck movie where he's like <laughs> it's like i can see you or whatever the I fuck he I says i haven't seen that in so long I, yeah. should i go back and watch it before continuing this series were you you weren't on the no was that clinton oh, was, that was definitely clinton yeah oh i'm sorry i get my i get my white guys mixed up <laughs> that's fair i'm sorry uh, we should do it again no 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 I, it's okay uh, yeah i'd rather remember daredevil correctly uh this is the, <laughs> the best version um so yeah, she says, uh, I believe he says, I believe you, Miss Page. And then we cut to a man having lunch in the park is approached by a stranger in a nice suit. He sits down next to him and tells him a random number, uh, approximately 29,000. Uh, the man says, tell Rigoletto he'll get his money. The suit explains Rigoletto has retired and his books have been acquired by his employer. And he wants to show him something. The suit opens up a tablet showing him a live feed of the man's daughter at college and asks the man to call her so he knows it's a live feed. He shows th- that there's a man sitting 10 feet away, an assassin named Mr. Rance. Um, he says to the guy that this man's methods are very unpleasant. And essentially, he's telling him that she'll be killed if he doesn't do what they ask he's not interested in getting his debt repaid he's interested in the man's position um your first time watching this not knowing what happens next was this scene like who the fuck are these guys what what was going on okay my first my first inclination 
as soon as that guy sits down on the same side of the picnic table, I'm like, you are the worst kind of person. You are awful. <laughs> and had that been a booth, first of all, like that would have been a little bit more, I don't know, formidable mm. to like trap him in there. The guy yeah. can escape out the other side. And also, you know, the people who sit on the same side of the booth that are a couple and they're like, <laughs> you know, and it's just, you don't have to be that close 24 seven. There's not yeah. an umbilical cord connecting you to promise. My wife and, and I don't do it for that very reason. We cut the umbilical cord a long time ago. That's congratulations at Thank the wedding. Was, yeah. It was part, was of, it the part of the ceremony. Yeah. yeah. We do it weird <laughs> up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I absolutely hate when I see that. I, and I think yeah. that it would be more menacing had he sat across from him. So you can look directly in his eyes and not do like the weird, like couples, like glance over. Like, I don't, it's, it was just, that was, the guy made choices. They were weird fucking choices. <laughs> that was, that was what I got out of that scene. Um, I mean, I, scary, sorry. but. Also. Yeah, yeah, no, no, very foreboding gentleman in the suit. Do you want me to tell you that guy's name, or would you rather me just keep calling him the suit for the rest of the episode? Does you telling me his name ruin anything? No. N- then tell me his name. I'll okay. forget it. His name is his name is Wesley. 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 That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, anybody he comes up a lot, and I I will just change. I'll hit uh, replace all in my document that I have here, and replace the suit with Wesley. Uh, <laughs> I think no. I'm sorry. We should keep calling him the suit because that's less ridiculous than Wesley. <laughs> uh, uh, all Wesleys that are listening right now, I want no. you. To, I I'm not upset if you got to change to another podcast that covers this no. show. I'm nine, I'm nine years after the show. Came out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, uh, I don't know. Whenever I hear the name Wesley, I think of, have you ever watched Nailed It with Nicole Byer? Oh, yeah. Oh, when she calls the assistant, Wes. Oh, Wes. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's what I think of. Me too. Still do. I I don't know why I couldn't, like, I I didn't continue watching it. I don't know if it just became, like, the same thing, different day or something. But we, we, yeah, my wife and I watched the first, like, two, three seasons religiously. It was great. It's sometimes when you get in the mood for it, it's nice to like binge a few and then come back to it when you get in the mood for it again. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of fell off of it too. But I still love it. I could be on that. I should I should be on that show. Oh I yeah. Show. Oh, I would fuck up a cake like no other. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to eat that. <laughs> oh my goodness, I ate all the ingredients. Oh no. Um whoops. <laughs> I, I was you trying guys to make the... a, I was trying to make a cake in my stomach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, t- I showed you, I showed you guys in the Discord at least. Um, I tried to make my friend had a birthday, and I ma- made her a penis-shaped cake, and she loves Lily Pulitzer, and so I tried to make it Lily P- Pulitzer. <laughs> it, it was awful. She, it looked like germs and amoebas. She is a science teacher, so the theme fit. <laughs> Nice. We just well, kind of went with that streak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, everybody else knew I was trying to lowly pill it's her penis. I did not. It did not work out. <laughs> I think that's an album name for sure. If you come out with one. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So meanwhile, at Nelson and Murdoch, Matt is convinced that something's amiss. If the case against Karen is so open and shut, why are the police dragging their feet on charging her? Why haven't any news outlets reported on the crime? Foggy says that Matt doesn't have the best judgment when beautiful women are involved. Matt asks how would he even know if they're beautiful? Foggy admits he doesn't know. It's kind of spooky, actually. But if there's a stunning woman with questionable character in the room, Matt Murdock is going to find her and Foggy Nelson is going to suffer. Matt says he needs him to back him on this hunch anyway. And Foggy suggests that if there's not if she's not guilty, it doesn't exactly mean that she's telling the truth. What did you think of this? Got any Again, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I have no notes I should on this. Wait for it you to just... be like, I'm like, I'm like waiting for like a wave me down because I'm looking to my my right. Oh but... no, you're you're fine. No, I mean it's it's them being friends, being tee haha, like oh Matt's got away with girls, tee haha. Is that how men do? <laughs> I imagine when they have slumber parties, it's tee haha. And I used to tee he and haha with so oh so many slumbies uh slumbies <laughs> that's all we'd be doing the the parents would have to come down and say hey a, a little less te um and you guys aren't even ha ha that hard so i mean yeah. here's a nice cream cake uh <laughs> <Yeah>. the- <laughs> they're just they're just brought out and it's more of foggy being the like oh you you have a way to sway with girls and you yeah. know what now that I'm, I'm kind of even talking myself out of it a little bit that like it's more that foggy is jealous of his charm and charisma he's jealous of his boogie and rightly yes. so uh, charlie cox and matt murdoch my goodness mm-hmm. so charming super charming. i'm jealous guys. of the boogie mm-hmm. and i got to touch it nope i got to stand next to it i got to stand next to somebody who was standing directly next to it oh my goodness old old pals you and his boogie um <laughs> In the middle of the night, Karen is holding her in her holding cell and is attacked by the man we saw eating lunch in the park. He's a cop with access to her cell and tries to make it look like she's hung herself by trying to strangle her with a tied bedsheet in a noose. But Karen fights back. She draws blood right from his eye oh, yeah. and manages to scream for help. Was that like like piecing that moment together when you understood the guy from the park? Oh shit, he's a cop. What'd you think? He's well, I would assume that he's not a cop. I would assume that he's a correctional officer. Mm. He might just work in the jail section yeah. of this precinct. Yeah, yeah. That's possible. Because he had on a white uniform and the other cop that has Ooh. the cigars for his mom was in a different unit. Just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But it could be like I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Did um, you like that visceral violence of just the right in his eye? Yes, and I also really liked that she employed the, this is what you're supposed to do when somebody's choking you, you're supposed to act like you passed out so that they let up and then you can get air yes. and fucking kick their ass, yeah. dick There's punch them and gouge their eye out. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a shark. Do you know how to survive a shark attack? Because I do, uh, I don't know why. you passed out and then <laughs> get them in the eye and then get a, scream for help underwater? You're supposed to boop them in the snoot and then poke their eye out. Boop him in the snoot. Oh, that yeah, means you're supposed nose. to punch Sorry. him in the nose. I was like, I can't <laughs> know if I can reach a snoot. My goodness. <laughs> Let alone boop him in one. Um, 
okay, so uh, she screams for help, stops the murder. Um, and the next morning, Matt and Foggy meet with the investigating officers uh, in Karen's case. Detectives Christian Blake and Carl Hoffman and demand Karen's immediate release pretty aggressively. They say they'll coax not they'll coax uh, Karen to not smear the precinct all over the news uh, and uh, what happened to her in their custody. Uh, they point out that they were going to charge if they were going to charge her, they missed their window by about four hours and the security cameras suspiciously went on the fritz just before the assault. Uh, they throw around the idea of filing a civil suit against the pre the precinct. Blake gives Matt the death stare while Hoffman whisper, whispers something to him, and they agree to call the assistant district attorney for her release. I'll pause there. And they say a line that I say daily, oh. multiple times a day. Don't okay. make me ask again. <laughs> Close your what? Chromebook, please. Don't make oh. me ask again. <laughs> I looked around for an open Chromebook. I was like ready to close it up. And now she's frozen. See, I never know when she's going to freeze. Yeah. Oh, she's back. I'm back. <laughs> it's such a, I feel like there is a delay. So when you find out that I've noticed that you're frozen, it's like a good like six seconds yeah. before you're like, yeah, I'm back. Um, yep. There's no way to, there's no way to prevent that. We're, we're, we're in two different countries. You know, yes. miracle, and also I have stuff. shit internet. Comcast, mm. get your goddamn fucking act together. Yeah, you not everything bitches. about Street Fighter. Is that Comcast? Anyways, the uh, someone will get that joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Blake Capcom. gives him the death. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is. Blake that's it. Okay. That was it. That was it. Promise. We don't have Comcast internet up here, so every time I hear you say Comcast, I always think Capcom, and I'm like, wait, what the <laughs> hell's I got to do with internet? Um, okay, Blake threatens physical violence against Matt, saying, "You take that tone with me again, I don't care if you're blind. I'll kick the shit out of you." Matt doesn't flinch, and Foggy perks up, saying, "Really? We're going there?" The detectives leave, and Matt says he doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. The ADA had everything they needed. They didn't charge her unless they had too much. Maybe there was evidence of someone else in the apartment, and if she was charged, they'd have to turn that evidence over. But if she died in her jail cell, it all goes away. There you go. Do you, do you know what ADA stands for? Assistant District Attorney. Americans with Disabilities Act. Come on, Keith. Really? No, 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 sorry. It stands for both. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, shit, I'm not going to get hung up on this. I said it earlier. And I was like, okay, I'm going to say ADA yeah. the second time. But no, that, damn, my bad. Yeah. It uh, stands for both. But sorry, I'm sorry. That was just me being an asshole and oh, you got fucking me. with you. <laughs> you're my foggy Nelson. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, you got all the, all the shit going for you, man. You're Canadian. Like, man, it's not fair. It's <laughs> the same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, they get her the hell out of there and bring her back to the office. They make it clear that she is to speak to nobody about the details of this case uh, except for them. They agree that she can come back to... Or no, sorry. sorry. They agree that she can't go back to her apartment. They want to keep her safe, but... They want to know more, and Karen admits to knowing why someone might want to frame and kill her. 
and the construction firm that she worked for, Union Allied, has made millions of gov off-government contracts to rebuild much of Hell's Kitchen. Karen has accidentally emailed a pension file that was actually a ledger for what she presumes was criminal activity. Her boss, Mr. McClintock, laughed off her concerns, so Karen asked Daniel Fisher, for the legal who worked in the legal department, to advise her on what to do next, and they met up at a bar to discuss it. Someone drugged their drinks and staged the murder. Blaming herself for Daniel's death, Karen tearfully insists on leaving, not wanting to cause any suffering for Matt or Foggy or anyone else. She breaks down and Foggy consoles her with a hug, while Matt says that she can stay at his place for the time being. I guess you don't have anywhere else to go. Uh, I guess you could you could stay at my place, I guess, you know. <laughs> you could, uh, like, you know, I got, like, you know, you could, like, stay at my place. <laughs> No, you know, I, like, uh, it's fine if you want to. Yeah, like, yeah, if you want to like could... change in front of me, I'm blind. It's totally, totally yeah. cool. It's, oh, I'm sorry, you're naked. <laughs> oh, you're naked. Oh, how would I know? How would I know? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. Like I said, I have not seen the full series, but they gonna bang at some point. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna Matt, put that out there. Matt does have a way with stunning women with. Uh, questionable uh what was it questionable character uh mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i i am his type oh there you stunning. go <laughs> no 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 you are his type okay yeah. so back at matt's lofty apartment the color and set design of this place is awesome by the way i love this fucking apartment it's so cool, it is um, pretty cool. and it's such a good like layer for a superhero <laughs> like this mm -hmm. is his bat cave <laughs> like mm -hmm. you walk in there and you you think oh this place is so cool because this guy is blind and he got it cheap and it's huge but it's also a really cool bat cave but anyways yeah. um he says he says there's a nice tie place in the corner and she asks him if uh, she can turn on the lights he says he doesn't have often need for them go ahead uh she says she'll be fine on the couch. Matt explains that from what he understands about his living room, that might not be the case because there's a big electric billboard that hangs right across from his massive windows in his living room because uh, he got a great deal in the apartment because of it. Uh, Karen changes into some into one of Matt's dress shirts right in front of him with no hesitation. They talk for a bit about his blindness. She asks if he remembers what it was like to see. He says that he's supposed to say, that he doesn't miss it, that that's what they teach you in trauma recovery, to define yourself by what you have, to value the differences, to make no apologies for what you lack. That's all true for the most part, he says, but that doesn't change the fact that he'd give anything to see the sky one more time. I'll share my thoughts on this scene, this moment, just first, because I love that line, because no matter what he's keeping from her, that still rings true because whatever version of his sight that he has with his like bio sonar echolocation kind of abilities, he can't see the sky. It's too far away. There's nothing for anything to bounce off of, but he would remember. I'm not saying that as a joke. I know you, I know <laughs> it's too far away. No, but like <laughs> he can't, if he, like he could pretty much see everything in town in the city because there's so many skyscrapers. There's so much going on for everything to bounce off of but out there he has no clue but he mm -hmm. remembers it from when he was nine so it's such a it's such a it was a it was a cool moment of vulnerability that i think he kind of might have used for some manipulation in sharing that side of his life so that she would share a little bit more with him 
But I completely agree. And I'm sorry I laughed just because I don't think of the sky as something that is like neither here nor far. We take like it for granted, man. We take it well, for granted. But it's also like just infinite and growing yeah. infinitely. Like there's, it just keeps going and going, bro. Yeah, it's out there. I can't reach it. You can't reach it. What's it even made of? You want Why some is more? it blue? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, give me a give me the give me a puff of your highlighter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know they make vapes that look like well, no, they don't. Oh yeah, they look like this. My wife now. has one. Yeah, like oh, a highlighter. Uh she doesn't have one that looks like a highlighter, but she does have one that is super cheap and tastes like shit. And she, she hates oh, it. It, so cough, it makes her cough like crazy. She's like, you know what? Give me just give me a fucking joint, please. Uh, because this <laughs> this hurts. This is like someone. This is like the Tin Man kicked me in the chest. That's what it feels like. Oh, I was like, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, it sucks. Don't don't go for a vape. Uh, just mm-hmm. either smoke it or eat it. Uh, make your own brownies. Get some gummies. Whatever. Don't do drugs though. It's bad. Don't don't uh, try. Trying to I... trying to say what Brandon would say. <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Try to police us. Uh the, I this goes without saying. I know I made a note and I'm sorry and I gotta read it. Th- there's a lot of red. There's a lot of red. I noticed the red. I noticed the red especially You're talking I mean, about flags? Well, that probably too, a little bit. Especially the woman who was found with the murder weapon over the murder victim. She has red hair. The murder. But her her hair is red. But in this scene where they're talking on the couch, yeah, it really highlights the red in her hair and also mm-hmm. in his hair, mm-hmm. and his glasses, and, and his glasses, and it just there's there's, there's... lot red in Daredevil, <laughs> lot red, red theme. I nearly made the like art for our for our layout right now. Um all red and then i was like oh wait no there was some some promotional material that was like blue leaning so that the red would probably shine better with the title being all red daredevil yeah anyways mm-hmm. the, uh, so we got a lot of purple we're gonna have a lot of purple for the next uh three seasons of daredevil so oh yeah which <laughs> looks fantastic by the way the artwork i'm very excited yeah and yeah um, i think I'm, I'm the, the blue makes the red pop the red makes the blue pop the purple makes the purple pop it's all popping and locking, man. It's great. We popping. We popping. Um, so I found this interesting because with all of his special versions of sight, uh, like I say, he can't see this guy. He's showing a little bit more of himself and being a little bit more sincere and vulnerable, coaxing her to kind of share a bit more with him. And then he quickly switches into interrogation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, after Goes to a different they- seat they share a cute nod because she, he says, um, he'd like to ask her some questions. She nods and then they both pause and laugh because she nodded and she's uncomfortable with the fact that he didn't see that. They laugh. It's adorable. Super sweet. Then he says, here's what I don't understand. I'm the man in charge of the pension funds. And I find out one of my secretaries has discovered legal activity and now she's telling people about it. And I can't have that, obviously. So I decide to take action. But why don't I kill you? Karen says they tried. He says, yeah, the second time in the jail. But the first time, they left you alive. Why? The second time, maybe that's a change of plan. Something doesn't go their way. Something sloppy at the crime scene. Two lawyers uh, show up out of the blue. And before their people can get to you, so they figure, okay, maybe Karen hangs herself in her cell 
and this thing gets swept under the rug for the first time they're not trying to kill you they're trying to discredit you they're trying to scare you and the only reason that they would do that is if you had something that they want matt uses his heart listening skills uh in this moment and notices that karen's responding a little differently now when posed with this question he says I've been you lie. <laughs> exactly the human lie detector at work he says i've been trying to figure it out and the only thing that could i could come up with is that union is the union allied pension file no messing around anymore he's very pointedly asking her did you keep the file karen Mm-hmm. What were you thinking at this moment? Oh, yeah, 100% she kept the file because I, like her, I'm a nosy bitch. I keep the file. You keep the file. Yeah. Duh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his interrogation skills are incredible. And she doesn't know that yet. She just, you know, she's underestimating him, as most people would and most people do. Um, and so he, she's just not understanding that he is a human lie detector at this point. And he's already figured out what her heart pace is when she's telling the truth so he knows immediately when she's mm-hmm. lying and that, like what we said before the camera changes the shift of focus is on her eyes and everything else is blurry and he's listening and there's actually a shot where over his shoulder his ear is in the frame and her eyes are in the frame and that's when her mm-hmm. voice goes super echoey it's it's awesome it's such it's it really, really good yeah what, what did you think of this interrogation well okay first of all they're sitting on the couch side by side Mm-hmm. uh suit take note and then when he's like he wants to be interrogator and not i don't know friends love yeah. lover yeah yeah he goes and sits across from her so he can look her in the eyes which is probably more effective to figure out if somebody's lying not just the heartbeat and all of that stuff but like hmm. yeah he's, he's... It, it'd be it'd be playing on what she's used to maybe not what he's used to but playing on what she's used to is someone facing her is going to be way harder to lie to mm-hmm. at least at a calm heart rate and whatever because you're you know you're you're zoning in on his reflective uh sunglasses that he's got mm-hmm. um anyway despite the fact that he's blind she's not going to stop looking at the guy's eyes right so yeah she's put in a place of uh of confusion and, and easily slips up and she yep. says no she goes on to say that her boss don't took it make away me ask her. again sorry sorry that's habit she goes she goes uh there, she she explains too much she gives away her hand she explains over explains like someone does when they're lying uh that her boss took it away from her the it guy wiped the computers a part of her really wishes she kept a copy of it but she guesses she's just not that smart and he gently smiles and says oh well it was just a thought and she seems to calm a bit thinking that she's kind of tricked him and he sits back and takes a sip of his drink and they sit in silence together and that's how that scene ends not with not with explicit material i'll tell you that right now they didn't have sex so you're saying? not this scene not yet oh yeah where when does that warning come into play what come the on. hell's going on i want it violent and sexual <laughs> god not in the same yeah 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 keep them separate hands it's <laughs> sexual don't put those hands together don't put but... them together don't well i mean maybe a little like you know well, it was on netflix so yeah. a little spanky spankies they do say that that's Lord. the devil's streaming service um netflix <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a big uh back when netflix uh first started out that was a that was a big uh controversy controversy was uh that that's where the devil watches his the shows. The bad one. Yeah, that's it. Oh. 
back Devil to endorses Netflix. Netflix. Okay, we cut to a disparate <laughs> group of new faces that we can assume are all pe- pretty much criminals meeting on a rooftop um, on, in an under construction high rise building. Do you want me to give you the rundown on who these characters are, or would you rather me read them without really? What what do you want? Do you want to know who these people are one by one, or? Okay, I'm gonna ask the same question. Does it does it spoil anything for me to know the names? Like, do you want to give me names so that we can actually call them by names? Because if we're, if we're gonna, I mean, they do one by one uh, introduce themselves in a very superficial like super veneer quick way uh you do learn their names in this scene it's just not super pronounced like who the fuck these people are is all um same as wesley like it's kind of like it's just assumed that this is a, a, a the guy who works Background for goon. yeah um okay let me tell you who okay. i think these people are okay and i, like I and you can tell me if i need more context um, so I think Deal. that her name is Mrs. Gal. Mm-hmm. Madam. Mandarin. Yes. Madam. Right. Madam Gal. Yep. Okay. Not not Madam Webb. Not her. No. Not her. No, no. Never no. her. Um not yeah, this version. She runs a basically more awful version than a sweatshop because it's all people who have been blinded by her. I'm assuming her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the very least, she probably had some kind of part in uh, putting the orders through to have these people purposefully blinded for secrecy's sake. Yeah, uh, um, and it's not. Something. Yeah, it's not a sweatshop. It's a, a drug. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. I've got it. Um, I've got it written down as a drug operation. Drug deal. Yeah, <laughs> drug deal just seems like one singular. This seems like it is an <laughs> operation. It's not just one. <laughs> um. And then you've got the two Russian guys who were in the human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, we're going to call them Mudak and Mudik. <laughs> uh, because they call They're, someone in this I episode. Think... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I think their names, and I could, I could have the second one's name wrong, but Vladimir and I want to say Anatoly. And oh, they are okay. brothers, and they are Russian. Yes. Well, I now know them as only Mudak and Mudik. Mudak and Mudik. All right. At, at one point, one of them calls someone Mudak, which I did look up, and in Russian that means dickhead or asshole. So two <laughs> two opposite ends of the body. Or two. Very interesting. Opposite. Not opposite, I guess. <laughs> well, one's the front hole, one's the back hole. That's very true. Some some could look at that as like two sides of the same Lego. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've Who got else? the guy. You've got the guy. Okay, all right. I, I am very sorry. Uh, so you only got one I episode had, under your belt. It's okay. I had to stop watching Chernobyl, the show that was on HBO or Showtime, <laughs> wherever it was, because <laughs> all of the all of the dudes looked the same to me. I think there is a point when I have facial blindness with dudes. Mm. And so at first, that guy in the glasses who's complaining about the cold, I thought mm-hmm. it might be Mr. Furnham. And then I was like, nah, he'd had to have a bandage over his eye or something. But yeah. I did get yeah. confused there because I was like, this guy, the fuck is this, this guy, He's... his name is Leland Owsley, Owsley. And he okay. is, he's in charge of the numbers. He's in charge of the finances. 
at Allied Union mm-hmm. Allied. Well, in, in general, for the employer. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Who we don't know. Think, no. <laughs> I think Union Allied. Yeah, we don't know who that could be. But Union Allied, I think, is one department of the overall crime syndicate going on here. But uh, Leland takes care of the money and makes sure that none of it is. He launders it. He makes sure that none of it traces back to the employer. Gotcha. Okay. And then you have the the other guy who is Japanese. Huh. Um, and What's your best him- guess is his name? at the very end of the episode um uh it's probably i don't speak mandarin you racist fuck <laughs> is that his name a good guess uh his name is nobu and nobu. yes you're right uh leland does make a quick assessment and and misjudgment uh that oh i can't understand what madame gao is saying do you know and the Russians, good for the Russians being there to correct him and make him a little bit more PC. It's like, uh, this is, uh, he is Japanese. She is Chinese. And he's just like, well, I'm not saying, oh, uh, pardon me or whatever. Yeah, Leland, Leland's a bit of a dick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but I, we see him at the end of the episode and I have completely forgotten what he does. You see, he, you see him, he's yeah. in a white suit jacket. I can see his face, but what he's doing is completely beyond me. Nobu, he's in mm-hmm. a. I think it's just a white dress shirt in front of a bunch. He might even have his jacket, a black jacket, still on. I care. You're right. He might be Colonel Sandersing fully in a white suit jacket, but he is looking over some blueprints. Blue, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and it's of New York in Hell's Kitchen. And then yeah. he's got a character. I'm assuming a Japanese character over part of the middle of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're right. Yes. Memory goldfish, excellent job what? for for a goldfish memory. That was incredible. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Listen, I I kind of like this. I'm getting. I feel like my ego. It's getting a little bit big right now. Like I feel I'm pretty proud of myself. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I'll try to my best to be meaner, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, shut up while I do this whole scene here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. <laughs> No, no, sir. Okay, so uh, Leland complains about the cold meeting uh, uh, in this high rise. Uh, he suggests they should meet at a fresh re- French restaurant next time. The two Russians tell him that uh, this would be a balmy day in Samara. Uh, Leland says, yeah, it's perfect Chechen- Chechnyans kidnap a preschool weather. Um, <laughs> Leland asks the Japanese man to at least pretend to be cold. And the elderly Chinese lady sitting on some pallets starts to laugh and speak in Mandarin with no interpreter for the rest of them. Leland makes a racist assumption that the Japanese man, Nobu, might understand what she said. Uh, So one of the Russians calls him out on that. Um, The man in the suit from earlier, Wesley, uh, arrives a little late. Leland complains that his employer better be behind him. And the suit, uh, Wesley, states that his employer wanted to send his apologies to Madame Gao in particular, addressing the Chinese lady. The Russians are pissed as well and calling the suit a lapdog. Uh, but when they go to say the employer's name aloud, he stops them and says, we don't say his name. When Wesley asks the Russians uh, why they're short of their payments, they explain that the recent incident with the masked vigilante on the docks is what stopped it. The man in black, Leland says, he's glad to hear that there's some new blood running around. Um, 
heroes and their consequences are why we have our current opportunities and he just wants to talk numbers but the suit wants to know more about the vigilante they explain that he took all their men out while they were loading the shipping container madam gao says did did uh, she asks if he took the women for himself and he said no he let the women go how did he take out all your men he beat them with his bare hands they seem doubtful the suits uh, the suit insists that the russians had been if they'd been there themselves they could have prevented this and his employer will be very displeased that his there's an inconvenience all because of a lone vigilante the russians say that they he, that his employer should tell that to their faces the suit demands that they deal with it quietly and anatoly of the two russians suggests that maybe they sit down with the man in black and break bread and solve their problems the way he does Leland steps in and suggests that everybody it would be in their best interest if the Union allied issue be tied up quickly, as, as quickly as possible. And Wesley repeats that they're handling it. So all these different crime boss characters, this is clearly like a, a meeting of the, the heads of a bunch of things going on here. Um, was this, what did you think of this scene? I, uh, fuck, they got, uh, he who shall not be named old Voldemort over here. Uh, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Mm-hmm. He's just all over in that crime pie and just fingering it up. Just I'm going to do some human, human trafficking, some drug stuff, some money laundering, some just uh, fucking around and finding out. So I'm going to, you know what here, I'm going to build a preschool or something like mm. he's just, he's all over in it. It makes you think of what other uh, kings had their fingers in pie-wise back in the day when kings were like a regular thing. I mean, did I say kings? Did I say, oh no. I mean, we had the employer. We don't know who this guy is or whether his name might be Wilson. Voldemort. (laughs) Voldemort, Voldemort. Ooh, Voldemort, Voldemort. Harry Potter. Um, Yeah, the... It's clear that he has a lot going on. He has a big control of this city and his anonymity. Anonymity is very important, um, as obviously they don't even say his name aloud on this remote, uh, unfinished, unfinished high rise. So, and in this whole episode, they never say his name. Like he is, he is a force to be reckoned with in this in this pilot episode. You know what the big bad is going into it. And you just hear his voice at the very end. You don't hear his name. You don't hear anything else about him. You, this my my employer. Mm-hmm. And it it really is like those comic book fans, or maybe those who would watch the Spider Man cartoon in the nineties. Like if if the you didn't see either of those, many people watching this for the first time would have never heard of Kingpin. Would have never heard of Wilson Fisk. So it really is a. a a way to keep him kind of mysterious uh but it, it's just in any in any case it certainly keeps him uh very intimidating uh and you know scary to even those of us who know who the hell they're talking about yeah. i just had a whole like crisis of not identity or anything but just like i was like when me as someone who didn't grow up with these comic books or these toys or anything or animated series yeah um 
I was like, when when was the first time I learned about Kingpin? And I was like, there's no way it was. But no, I think I think Michael it Clark was Duncan the... in the in the Ben Affleck yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure because I thought for a second it might be uh, uh, what's the first Spider Verse movie? Oh, into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. You can't just throw, uh, what are those? Parts of speech. What are those? The above. I was gonna say prefix, below, but that's not. Uh, over. Into under. Over. Yeah, what are they called? My my wife's Bro. a lit major. I I don't uh, know. I teach English. <laughs> I thought you taught math. Prepositions. There we go. Sorry. Prepositions. Yeah. There you, go. you can't just throw the prepositions around. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I I I used to teach mostly math, but then mm-hmm. my the co-teacher who I love working with so much is an English teacher, and so I mm-hmm. now I teach mostly English. I only have one math class a day. Mm. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of math more than English, I'm not going to hold it against you. I am a fan of math more, but not the way that they teach math now. It's gotten stupid. Let me ask you this: My mother-in-law asked how they're teaching her grandson in in grade one to do like addition and subtraction vertically and when i was a kid they would cross out the one they'd cross out one digit to you know go into the other blah 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 like, like if to you borrow were 10 minus 9 how would you get there and to teach a kid in, in first grade and she said that they did they didn't teach him this how to to borrow from and and i was like uh, i mean maybe he just wasn't paying attention to that but I, don't know I can't. I can't speak to. I can't speak to early grades. I mean, but I mean, yeah. If there's a kids... better way to teach it. I don't know what the hell it is. Oh, there's not. The way we learned was the best way, and everything since then has been bullshit. <laughs> and that is how I know I'm old. <laughs> I was gonna say, and that applies to all subjects. And yep. don't ever try to tell me otherwise. I learned it the best way. I am the best. Everything that came after me is just bad recreations trying to be me. So, well, the fart noise always doesn't come up on the recording. So just know that was a fart noise. I saw it. I saw it happen. <laughs> there were flecks of, of spit and everything. Now she's, Sorry. Now she's getting subconscious. Oh um self-conscious subconscious she's getting subconscious i'm stupid (laughs) all right next scene (laughs) in the middle of the night karen sneaks out of matt's apartment to retrieve the flash drive containing a copy of the pension file rance the assassin that we saw that was kind of uh keeping an eye on that cop's daughter is lying in wait and attempts to kill karen after taking the drive matt has followed her in his man in black attire and fights Rance. They tussle in the apartment for a while. Matt bests him at every turn, flipping Rance over, throwing him into the wall. And out of frustration, they go flying through a window. They bounce down the fire escape into the alleyway and on the concrete and in the rain, Matt has a flashback before getting up. He remembers a time as a boy after he was blinded that he 
fallen asleep while studying and his dad came home and woke him up and I can only assume that his dad was coming from a boxing match but he tells him to never that he never used to study and look where it got him and then he takes an ice pack out of the fridge takes it off his face and holds his son's hands up to his face to feel the swollen bruises and the dripping blood and he says come on Matty get to work and that echoes you hear get to work and matt in present day is getting up from the alleyway concrete up in the rain rising back to his feet to fight rance again slowly coming down the stairs rance comes down the fire escape to finish the fight and matt lets the devil out Rance goes for the knife one last time, and Matt knows every move. He even clocks the fancy Winter Soldier knife drop move that Rance ah! tries to do from one hand to the other in mid-grapple. He ducks, he blocks, he breaks Rance's arms. He hears a nearby chain against some scaffolding, and he uses it to wrap him up and knocks him out. Karen looks on, though she doesn't recognize Matt. He promised, promises to get the drive into the right hands, and she yells after him, saying, you can't take it to the police. You can't trust anyone. And he says, then I'll, we'll tell everyone. By delivering the assassin and the flash drive to the steps of the New York Bulletin. What'd you think of this action-packed, gritty, violent scene in the dead of night with the Man of Black? I want to hear what you think first. <laughs> Because my first thought is kind of, it's not stupid. It's just a little bit like, that's what you focused on. And I did. I did. I think that this being a grittier, um, this is a street level, you know, uh, uh, martial arts character. I think they did this really well. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I think that it probably one day uh, ended up inspiring how they do some fight sequences and choreography in, in some of the MCU stuff that followed. But the I loved uh, this fight scene. It's very dark. You don't see a lot going on, but you can see that the the the, the punches land, and the the yeah the knife the knife drop to the other hand was awesome. And uh, you know, as as we hear later, Rance is a professional, and uh, but so is Matt. And we to this day still to this moment don't know why Matt's so fucking good, but it's uh, it's clearly something that he's learned in his travels and on on the way. To this moment and uh he kicks his ass so it's it and also the flashback of you know getting a lot of inspiration from his father and, and learning to to get to work and, and to not give up um yeah Matt, matt's been through a lot what'd you think oh yeah come Hell on yeah. the other side um i uh, oh as soon as she got up and started for the door i was like you stupid oh i punched my mic that's how mad i am you stupid I fucking didn't hear woman. It. Oh, it was that was a bad one, I feel like. That I was, saw that was pretty it. bad. And I heard like a but it doesn't like it's not like a loud thing. It's like a oh. eh. It goes okay. away quick. But yeah, it's a stupid why is she a stupid woman? Because she, there's people trying to kill you. You're going back to your apartment with n- no one or anything to protect you you're not telling anyone hey i'm just gonna pop back you know to get this like file that like everybody's after me for like tell someone tell okay did i tell y'all yes i did i told y'all that my okay my uh smoke detector is 11 feet off the ground 
Okay. I had to last week on Wednesday, a week ago today, I had to find a ladder so that I could get up there because it was terrorizing my cat and I, like I was mm. also terrorized by this. It, 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 I, I was home for 30 minutes. I'm going, Wait, you're breaking up. I'm Wait for your to internet to catch up. Um, so I had to, f- okay. Okay. Now you're internet good. catch up with my brain. Am I good now? I'll go. Yep. Okay. Good. So I had to find a ladder. I texted the the whole sixth grade group that of teachers that I work with. And I was like, does anybody have a fucking ladder? I will come and pick it up. Please, please, please just let me borrow a ladder. So anyway, I got, I got it. I did that. But before I got up on the ladder, I texted my, my teacher friend and I was like, Hey, I'm about to fucking ladder. If you don't hear from me in 30 minutes, Please tell our our principal that I will not be in tomorrow and maybe come over and make sure that I'm okay. <laughs> like, maybe. tell somebody. If you're about to do something stupid and dangerous, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Don't just... Oh, goodness. Stupid That's woman. Good advice. That's good advice. If you're, if you're about to do something stupid, tell somebody. Hopefully they can convince you not to do the stupid thing. Yeah. Many people but, who do stupid things can't be convinced out of doing them but at least tell someone so that they can call medical help when you need it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um but yeah i just oh that is That's not a as i've reached my, my mid-30s i think about more and more every day the things that i'm doing before i do them i go could i die during this <laughs> a little bit i mean it i mean that yeah i'm like okay put a little bit more thought into this uh, do you have your phone on you? Like, I just went for a drive to the grocery store and I left my phone in the apartment. And I was like, it's not that big a deal. And I'm waiting for the elevator to come up and get me and bring me down to my car. And I'm going, it might be a big deal. What if it was a big deal? What if, <laughs> you start what if the elevator the stops? could go wrong. I thought yeah. about that too. I was like, what if this is the one time in the year that I've been here in this building that the elevator, something goes on wrong. And yeah, there's a button to call the elevator person, but I can't tell my wife that I'm stuck in the elevator if I don't have my phone. Yeah. yeah we, we have to, the elevator at my school is so old and rickety that we will like text each other when we're getting on and off the elevator. There you go. You can make sure that nobody school? gets stuck in the elevator. And there are some days that I'll take the elevator and be like, man, that would be a nice time to get stuck. I could just lay down and take a nap. <laughs> I did that yesterday. You just bring in like a big magnet to school to yeah. hope that it fucks the elevator up. Yeah. Like, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. It's it's padded in there. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Honestly, it's padded. It's padded. Oh, that sounds nice. So yeah, I would. I'd be down. I could take a nap in the elevator. Hell yeah. I- I could, I could also see me just like taking a nap in the elevator and somebody calling the elevator and me just being asleep on the floor. <laughs> also very plausible some days. All right. Uh, oh, all right. Sorry. Getting back on topic. We're talking about Daredevil. Um, yeah. Uh, Sometimes I feel like the blood was a little excessive. Mm. So there were times last night I had an encrustable for for dinner because I'm what an adult. <laughs> you had a what? Uncrustable. Oh, I... Explain to me what that is. 
It is a frozen peanut butter and jelly that is encased inside of bread, but none of the bread has crusts. Oh, I've killed Keith. What? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Uncrustable? Oh. And it's just Uncrustable. a PB&J, but with you no need, crust. Do you need me to go get one? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, all right. How quickly can right. you get one? Right, oh, so talk. quick. Hold on. I, it, I just have to go to the food city. Just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a second. All right. An uncrustable. An uncrustable. I'm going to look it up because I think the the thing she's going to show me over a camera is not going to be as good as me getting my answers from good old Google. Uncrustable. PB&J. Oh, that looks miserable, man. That's not made with any kind of love. Smuckers Uncrustables. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pizza pocket, but it's a PB&J. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I had for dinner last night because I said, I'm an adult. Not oh. sponsored. I want to cook for you so bad. Not sponsored. You've made no, me well. want to cook for you more than any, even if i, I had the energy so i'm i it's and it's not well no i can't but also like even if i could i i don't have the energy after school that's fair. yeah i get that 100 percent. and we always that's... we always uh i think cook for others more than we're willing to cook for ourselves put effort into food more so for others than we will ourselves that's very I, sweet. I, it's all i've noticed anyways but anyway so yeah that's what i had for dinner last night <laughs> Mm, yum yum. <laughs> I'm sure they're delicious. I I'm not trying to. They really, they really are. Them. I just didn't know they existed until ten seconds ago. Please let me adjust. Y'all are missing out, man. They are phenomenal. But anyway, but the point I was trying to make with that was that I was eating my dinner, <laughs> my four course five star Michelin star dinner, uh, <laughs> while I was watching Daredevil, and it, it this mm. fight scene got to a point where I was like, oh, that's a little bit too much blood, and I did get a little queasy. So that I, you know what? I think that that's for no one except for me to just say that I might Probably be a little bit of a bitch. One. Yeah. I am. I can't do blood. Well, I, okay. uh, my, uh, okay. Oh no. I'm sorry. What are you <laughs> my, thinking about right now? I know my the shining. What's happening? <laughs> my teacher friend, my, the besties who, who's she's out with strep right now. I I walked the kids down to lunch and related arts and then was walking back down the hall and she had held on like like held the kid because he was trying to pull a tooth in the bathroom and yeah. she she tried to help him pull the tooth and I had to run run bolt away I was like I will throw up if I see you do that I will absolutely 100% vomit right here on the floor you did the right thing. You did the right thing and you made the problem not theirs. Not, well, not mine. <laughs> you took your vomit problem and you took it yeah. away from them. They yeah. had their own thing they were working on. Yeah, yep. They're like, oh man, we can't, we can't clean up her puke too. I know, but then, but then they came back into our classroom and... They acted like they had put it in his backpack and I, because I was like, I was like, I'm not, I don't uh-huh, uh-huh. my notebook says penis <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say you lift 
I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. <laughs> you block your face with a notebook that says penis <laughs> on the other side. And this happened in the actual moment, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and I was like, I don't, I don't want to see it. And they, and they were like, oh no, it's in his backpack. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was about to eat my again. I was about to eat my lunch. Aline cuisine, chicken enchilada suiza, same thing every day. I am who I am. And uh, sounds great though. You picked the, you picked delicious. the good one. Yeah, say that yeah. part again. Sorry, I talked over they, he well, I I'm sorry. I paused for a long time I'm because sorry. I forgot what I was saying. I got I got focused on the lean cuisine. <laughs> um I so I put the note the notebook or the paper or whatever it was that was shielding me down and he showed me the tooth and I almost threw up again, which is great. It's great. I love working with sixth grade. They still lose bones out of their mouth. Yeah, my goodness. I forgot. I didn't realize sixth grade was still losing teeth. Which must be the last couple, I guess. I didn't. I so didn't this, this, I didn't even realize that this, this is how desensitized I am to it. I didn't even realize this, this fight scene had any visible blood. Um, <laughs> So I was like, I was like, oh, they're in the rain and there's probably like rain dripping off of their faces when they're fighting oh. each other. But I didn't realize there was that much blood. My bad. It was red uh, rain though. I was ah. like the the drips were especially whenever they fall out of the window. Oh yeah, and he he's picking himself up off the concrete and it just mm-hmm. in slow mo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Well, here's the All next right. scene. You ready? Yes. A few days later, the Union Allied story is front page news on the in the bulletin. Over the phone, the suit, Wesley assures his employer that the scandal won't be linked to their operations since Leland has cleared out the dirty money and the key people uh, with evidence such as Rance and Karen's boss have all been dealt with. His employer says that Rance was a professional. How was he subdued? The suit says, sorry, I keep saying the suit. Wesley says he's looking into it. Um, He's a suit now forever. Yeah. What about the girl? Should I make arrangements? And his employer says, no, everything she knows is already in the papers. Uh, who are this Nelson and Murdoch? Wesley says they're an am- they're ambulance chasers uh, and they're clean. He suggests that they start a file. They may be of use. Karen cooks Matt and Foggy a celebratory meal to celebrate their her acquittal. Foggy says that they should be thinking, thanking the nut in the mask. Karen says he's weird, but he's not a nut. Matt changes the subject. <laughs> she thanks them for helping her, and Matt says all he did was tell the truth. She says, "Yeah, but you listened." And she tries to share this look with him. He goes on eating, and she kind of looks down, reminded that she can't do that with him. It's almost like she can't remember that he's blind. It's like he's it's just too spooky that he's he's he seems to know shit uh, that a blind person wouldn't. But anyways, uh, Foggy says they're still going to bill her and Karen offers to work at Nelson and Murdoch and clean the place up a bit. Matt, pretending to be shocked, says, is this place messy? She offers to work for free and Foggy instantly hires her on the spot. The camera backs out to reveal a cardboard sign, Nelson and Murdoch, on the door. Cutting to... Okay, what did you think of this scene first, before I go to the last one? 
Oh, just I I love the the setting up of the law firm. Uh, it gave me. Did you ever watch Franklin and Bash? I didn't, but I've heard of it. Okay. okay. It gave me those vibes, yeah. which I absolutely loved that show. I think yeah. it was short lived. It had um, Kumail Nanjiani. Breckin Meyer was one of them. Breckin Meyer and yeah, I like uh, I liked him a lot from I think it was Road Trip or something. He's yeah, and great. um, the guy who plays the preppy guy that everybody loves in Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I, uh, remember his yeah. fake name or his real name. Uh, Paul, Mark Paul, Paul Gosselier. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yes, Zach, yep. Zach Morris. Yeah, I love yes. Him. Yeah, he's great. He yeah. was in NYPD Blue right when my dad was stopping watching the show. He was <laughs> like, "Oh, your your buddy Zach Morris is in this now." I'm like, "What?" It's <laughs> a glowing <Yes>. endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I like I like lawyery shows. Yeah, like Franklin and Bash, which yeah. Franklin and Bash was hilarious and awesome and i just i really enjoyed that show and it was giving me those vibes of two friends that just are gonna fuck around and find out and <laughs> have a great time and yeah. they have uh jessica hamby whose real name i will never know um <laughs> as their kumail nanjiani i know that real name <laughs> um it's something wolf wall now you got me looking up Franklin and Bash. Oh no, I'm talking about the whoever Karen oh. Karen Karen Page is gonna be the Camille Nanjiani to oh. Oh, okay. Nelson and Murdoch's Franklin and Bash. Oh is the comparison God. I'm trying to make. Anywho, from a show that is probably even older than Daredevil. I don't know. Anyway. Undoubtedly. They might have they might have been running at the same time, but yeah, I think Franklin Bash probably came first. But yeah, I just I that's love the camaraderie and the friendship. Yeah. That's what I, that's all I was trying to say. It's a good trio. It's a I good, rest it's my a case, good... Your Honor. <laughs> my my wife. We got to the end of the episode, and I, I wouldn't even say we because she watched like fragments of it in my second watching uh, of the episode to take notes and stuff. She was like. She's like, isn't there already a lawyer superhero? I was like, that's She-Hulk you're thinking of. Daredevil comes first. Like, She-Hulk is also a lawyer, yes, but there's so many superheroes that, yes, two of them can be lawyers. And she's like, that seems ridiculous. I was like, "Ah, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. She's like, how many of them work at grocery stores? I was like, fuck off. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it's a great point. Great point. No superheroes work at grocery stores. That we know uh, of. <laughs> that we know of. Great point. Great point. Um, we cut to Matt goes to Fogwell's gym, the old boxing gym where his father would train, and he does some late night bag punching. And we get a bit of a montage at this point. So Leland is cleaning up the finances. <laughs> yeah, I said bag punching. Uh, <laughs> Officer Farnham. <laughs> Uh, Leland's doing a bit of uh, cleaning up the finances. Officer Farnham is uh, discovered dead in his basement by his daughter who comes home to do some laundry. His death is staged as a suicide. Rance has hung himself in the jail cell with a bed sheet, staged again as a suicide. We see the criminal enterprise is continuing unabated. Madame Gao is overseeing some kind of drug operation when with people that have been chemically blinded in some way for a purpose. Nobu is looking over some blueprints of Hell's Kitchen. 
the guy from the shipping yard at the it, at the beginning is buying uh, upgrading from a taser to some guns and looks very excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. And the Russians are pulling up uh, to a in a van to a man and his son in a car, beating the father and kidnapping the boy. And we cut to Matt on a rooftop listening to Hell's Kitchen, listening as the vigilante in the suit, the man in black. And hearing the sound of a child calling out for his father while being abducted, he pulls his mask down over his eyes. Time to go to work. Let me. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I got to pull my mask so. down. You're over getting my your eyes. mask over your eyes. Okay, here we okay. go. For those not watching us on YouTube, you're really missing out because this is this is this is where vigilantes are born, and here we have one. My goodness, I'm quaking in my boots just looking at it. It is something. I'm scared for both me and Emmy. <laughs> and the criminals of Tennessee. Yeah, you better watch out, fuckers. <laughs> okay. What did what did you think of this smashing conclusion? I mean, it was it it resolved a lot from the first episode very quickly, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that. Um I uh Daredevil is wearing absolute dad shoes like this is what dad would wear to mow the lawn do the grilling like dad shoes to go to the the boxing ring I'm sorry oh to the boxing ring not not on the rooftop in the I didn't see his shoes on the rooftop if they're the <laughs> oh, same yeah, shoes, they're never... still dad shoes he wouldn't let the cameraman come that close he was like no, no you don't get to see this gotta Heisman that you can never know what yeah. shoes i wear yeah. um if i can't see him you can't that's what he thinks yeah um yeah 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 hundo yeah. what um boxing wraps i have boxing wraps yes. i yeah. used to i used to i used to do kickboxing before oh, the old parthenon kicked off and did all that stuff and i was like i don't want to be anywhere near anybody breathing period mm. Yeah, fair. Um, and I should honestly go back because it did help get some of my feminine rage out. There you go. Sometimes just punch you just need some a, stuff. a thing to punch. Yeah. But like if I handed you boxing wraps, first of all, do you understand how fucking long those motherfuckers are? And second of all, would you know how to put them on your hands? Nope. Neither. To No to both questions. Okay. I have, I, I took karate when I was 12 to 13. And I gave it up before getting to the level of belt with the weapons where we would have got to learn how to use weapons because I heard that there was an art, there was an art class that I could take with a guy who used to work for Disney. And I, I was, I had the option continue with karate or take that. And I took the art lessons and then quit them within four months because I was the only 14 year old in a room full of, 30 or 30 and, and older people and Aww. very uncomfortable and it was i wasn't learning anything except how to, to basically um fan the flame of broken dreams it wasn't helpful <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> so, and i never went back to karate i should have i wish i did but i I, I love i love that you took that leave of faith and you were like i love yeah. art i i'm gonna i'm gonna try it i'm gonna do yes, it those those listening absolutely follow your dreams um unless but look they're into it more. a bunch of 30, more 30 year olds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It was. Just, I think most. I think I want to say it was older than thirty. I was probably as a kid thinking that thirty was old at the time. But now being they were actually sixty. <laughs> there were people in their forties plus, and I was just. It was weird because they'd be like, "Okay, let's loosen up our hands by drawing circles <laughs> in a row," and I was like, "This is a waste of paper. What are you doing? Stop teaching me how to draw circles. I already know how." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said so, circles. Yeah. I heard turtles, and I was like, that sounds wholesome as fuck.'" Let's, let's all draw turtles. Let's do the turtle exercise Number. where we draw a bunch of turtles in a row. <laughs> yeah, that sounds loosen great. Up your hands. Yep. Yeah. I usually but, I uh, usually loosen up my hands a different way. Yeah. I was fourteen. Uh, uh, but oh. the uh <laughs> my hands are loose. No, Sorry. but the uh <laughs> You said how long, like, like, do, does anyone know how long a, a what did you say, a boxing wrap? Like boxing, boxing wraps, like the, yeah. the, and how to put them on properly? No clue. Yeah. No clue. Well, and I, I'm not sure that I even know how to put them on properly, but someone showed me one time, and I was like, "This is you are God, and this Seems is right now the new commandment." Yeah. But yeah, you have to. So you, you, there's a thumb loop, and then you wrap it around your wrist five times, and then you do Chrissy Crossies. That's not what the person said that's whenever a I did it. Term. No, that's you do crissy crossies over your palm. But it truly like if like you have you have to have support like on your on your wrist and on your fist whenever yeah. you're doing boxing like that. Because I, I mean, even with that support, I would like come home with like the the jack off muscle, honestly, was like the muscle that like really would hurt. And and just like even just putting the compression on it of the of the wraps would be enough to like help that pain. Oh, good, good. I was I'm glad I that was the wraps helped your jack off muscle. Yeah, um, the wraps. Yeah, I never punched a thing enough to know the damage it could do to your wrist. I'm sure it would be bad. Uh, yeah. So if you're ever punching or taking yeah, boxing the... lessons, wrap your fucking wrists and arms and hands. Wait, you got the one, two, three, four, five, six. What's the That's six? The, is it off camera? I couldn't this, see. It. Oh, the six is it's an uppercut from the non-dominant hand. Oh, from the from the penis. Boom! Right. That's a six. Down and down. See, you went Australian without even doing an accent. <laughs> Nar. <Like> Nar. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, they're also very, very long. So the Chrissy Crossy bit is very, it's time consuming. But yeah, I haven't done that in like a few years. And I should probably go back. Maybe that's why I'm so angry Maybe all the time. this show will be the thing that gets you back into, was it boxing specifically? or It was kickboxing. So you would do a little nice. bit, you'd do a kicky kicky and then you do a boxy boxy. Both Hitmon do... Champ and Hitmon Lee. And yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But then they would also, like, at the end of the hour, they would get you down on the floor and you do some Abby Abby. Dear Abby's. Is Abby okay after all that? Or... Abby, Abby, are you okay? Um, you do. It was like a workout thing. It was for fitness. And I was like, I can already fitness dick. Oh, no. Sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. I tried to stop it. It still came out. That's what she said. <laughs> or he, I'm not sure. We talked came out. Yes. 
Whoever about. whoever wants to fitness. Whoever wants to fit in this. Nope. Stop <laughs> what'd that you, one. What do you think Stop of this that episode one. as a whole? As a whole. And don't don't I mean, I regretted the way I asked that question already. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I did have one more note. I'm very sorry. Thank you for getting us back on track. I am to the point in my night where I'm like, boof, uh, sparkle, uh, squirrel. We're both there. It's yeah. Okay. okay. Um, who was that guy? Did had we seen that guy before? I have the the man whose son was taken. Yeah, and was it just the the son? I thought it was both the kids. I don't. Was there two kids? I think it's just one. I think it's just the boy, and I think that it's kind of reminding Matt of like, okay, father son, uh, thing that we've we've seen earlier in the episode with him and his dad. But I I don't. I think it. I don't know that we know who the man is yet. I cannot remember if we do learn that it's someone important, but I do know that they're they're stealing the boy to try and maybe draw out the man in the black. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, next episode well, did, will tell all, I'm sure. I'm glad that he heard that happen because <clears> before <throat> he heard that happen, I was like, oh, like there's 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 bad human trafficking and then you put kids into the equation and it's like, yeah. are you fucking kidding? Yeah, no, it's it's a totally different level. Like, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um and I also wanted to say that we did say Echo a couple times this episode. And I just think it's interesting that Daredevil was in her show. I think that she should be in his show whenever it comes back. I just think it's interesting. They just, they I, just I share agree. a lot. Yeah. I agree. I, I, it would be, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a few characters that I'd like to see come back in, in Daredevil when Daredevil Born Again comes out and one of the characters from the MCU anyways would be Echo, 100%. Um, I want to see Fisk. I want to see Echo. Um, and there's a few other people that we haven't met in the Netflix uh, universe that uh, I'd like to see come back as well. I don't think I've ever said this before, but I would like to see She-Hulk come back, at least for a second. That would the same way that we... And, and what would really be nice? If they kept it a fucking surprise. Because yes. me, me yes. to no one needed to know that Daredevil was going to be in the She-Hulk series. A lot of people, I think, yes. had a bad taste in their mouth in the, what was it, nine episodes total? Seven episodes, they're waiting to see Daredevil. And I'm not saying that that's the way it should be either way, whether you knew or not, but just don't tell us. You don't need to tell us. Just show us the show, and when they show up, that'd be awesome. Because like my wife said, they're both lawyers? How many fucking lawyers can they be, right? Was that nine episodes? She Hulk? There's no way. Was it not eight or nine? I thought it was one of those ones that was like nine 30 minute episodes or like shorter. I don't know. How many episodes? I thought it was only six or seven. She Hulk. Oh, it was definitely more than six. Six was a typical like. 35 minute runtime. Yeah, there were nine episodes. Shorter length. Oh. But but more episodes. And it's either okay. that or it's like 40 to 35, 35 to 40 minutes episodes at six or 20 minute episodes at nine each. And that seems to be like gotcha. a one or the other kind of way of doing things. But anyway. But now we're gonna get Daredevil born again with who knows how long it 
13 episodes? I think it is. I think it's oh. a 13. Hopefully 13, we'll 45 minute episodes would be amazing. But Yeah, I'd be down. Much. I'd be game. But anyway, yeah. sorry. You were trying to ask me how I felt about the episode overall. <laughs> and I am derailing everything because I guess who I is. Um, I the end of these things go. It's okay. I, right? Yeah. We get further and further off the rooms. <laughs> and I don't know what it possibly could be. Hmm. What could be the reason why we go off the rails so much? It's just the nature of the night itself and how it grasps us all differently and <laughs> violently with, with yeah violently blood and rain yeah yeah <laughs> all right you really um, gotta check out the youtube guys if you haven't seen yeah. the visuals that we're doing right now uh, i am i, I am a uh a, a prop com- comedian no i'm not i haven't had any problem props. or a prop oh okay. uh, well yeah i'm a problem too <laughs> um but no okay this this episode i think it was it set it up perfectly i'm totally invested i can't wait to keep watching um i am gonna try to do this like i did uh echo where i'm just gonna do week by week yeah because i don't want to ruin anything like for future me Hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't want to ruin anything for past me Please what? do it that way because it will will break down the episodes way better when you don't know what's going to happen in the yeah. following one. So that's great, and it's cool. I'm excited that we have two two perspectives here that you've seen it all, and probably well, mostly remember. remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. no, it was so long ago now that it's like this is great to rewatch and and get right back into watching it twice in one week. Once to enjoy it, once to take notes and enjoy it. It it is it is refreshing. It's very new to me still. So. Yeah. Well, what did what did you what did you think about this episode? Did you was there anything that you completely forgot about and like you were like holy fucking shit? Well, I forgot how stylized it is. It's really it's really got a lot of cool style that you don't see in a lot of other shows that Marvel's made. Even even the other Netflix shows. Like they all have their own individual style, which is very unique and very different. And that the MCU ones do too. The Disney Plus shows do the same thing. But I don't know. Daredevil just always stands out as this really well done superhero show from jump from the first episode. It's it's really cool. And and to to you know, there's no way to other shows feel rushed, whereas this one takes its time and it it gives it gives a moment to breathe and and shows you the the character the way god intended according to the catholic church no i'm just kidding um yeah no it's just it's just good times it's it's really a nice i wouldn't see i wouldn't even say slow burn because we got a a huge Mm -hmm. uh violent awesome out of the gate episode and and covered a lot of ground it's it's a good pace yeah i'd say a lot more shows should take their their notes from how this one was done it's a good different beat of a drum. Like it's a good mm-hmm. different way to go. Yeah. I'm when trying. I say the 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 Goldilocks principle, <laughs> I will coin and write an essay on this. Uh, we've yeah. had too cold, we've had too hot, and now this is how to do a show just right. So I'll keep I'll keep saying that. 
All right. Yeah, you did this like like it was too stinky. I didn't mean oh, oh you were fanning yourself. Okay, cool. No, yeah, yeah too, too hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. I got the vapors. Like Pedro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I did do this. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Um, so I guess that that is going to call it a wrap for us. Um wait, I do I do uh closing remarks and then I do post credit names right or is it the other way around hey, don't ask me this is no i mean all right I'm, I'm gonna do this... closing remarks and then we'll do some post credit names because nice. i do have two and they're amazing and since this is the first episode i'm gonna give you both and then i'm gonna have to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get the rest of them so like at least we're starting okay. on a strong note um but anyway so is there anything else you want to say keith before before i start wrapping it up and giving all our socials and all that fun stuff i can't i cannot wait for us to review episode two because i know of one specific thing in it that um i cannot wait to talk about uh and i'm excited for your take on it so i i am so incredibly grateful that we're talking about this show that we're doing this show and i hope people enjoy it and i hope it's been a long break since the show came out that people are excited to revisit it especially with the new daredevil born again coming out so i'm i'm very happy very excited those are my closing spiel very excited too all right well we have been the avengers podcast uh like i said at the beginning you can find us basically anywhere at the avengers podcast that's a b i n g e r s i don't think i did that at the beginning but here we are um yeah, at the Avengers podcast, if you want to monetarily provide for the show, we love that. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Avengers podcast and a dollar a month gets you our discord and a little uh, little pre-show, a little of uh, us warming up, you know, here and there and 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 sharing some sharing some cool, cool deets. That's not cool. <laughs> um. And, I, haven't heard, uh, I haven't heard deets in a while. Cool, some cool deets about our lives, man, bro. <laughs> Get all you know, our deets at you know, fam. Patreon done. Yeah. Good lord, I <laughs> should have prepared for this. This is this is abhorrent. All right, um, if you want a free way to support our show, you can like us, rate us, review us on your podcast platform of choice. Um, it's a great way to get eyes and ears on our show. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, Pornhub. No, not that one. That was a lie. At Avengers Podcast. That is one word. A-B-I-N-G-E-R-S. Podcast. Again, I'm starting to get into a loop. <laughs> but yeah, I, follow us wherever. All right. I've got some credits names. Woo! Do you right. Keith, want to hear All them? Right. I do. I do as Keith want to hear them, and I'm excited to laugh. Here we go. Putting my I'm, laughing cap on. I am very proud of these ones. And okay. Brandon, I need you. Brandon, I'm speaking to you directly right now. Nobody mm. else is going to hear this. Um, I need you to tell me whether or not you laughed at these. I need you to privately message me and Wait, wait, you're hey. freezing up again. Hey, Hold good on. job. Or hey, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> okay. No! So no, Brandon, Brandon. In case she freezes, I'll say them a second time. I'll be like her Ed McMahon. I know nobody listening knows who the fuck okay. that is, but 
but Ed, Ed McMahon would repeat everything Johnny Carson would say in a lot of bits. Um, so I'm going to say it the second time, and we're both hoping that it makes Brandon laugh. Okay, go ahead, Emmy. Just, yeah, private message me. Let me know. Is it funny? Private right. message her. Just it her. Is. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm All right. Kidding. Unit production manager. Unit production is, manager. Is the is, worst job I think I ever want. It's Jill Footlick. Jill Footlick. That's her that's her real name. That's her name. Foot oh, Foot no. Lick. And it is spelled exactly Foot Lick. Wow. Foot okay. Lick. Um I wonder if she ever heard about it. <laughs> this is the best title for this name. Our our best boy grip. Best boy Divine, grip. Divine Cox. Not just great, divine. I smell some nepotism here. I think that Charlie might have got somebody to be the best boy grip from his family. <laughs> Nepa baby. Just saying. If I if if you see two cocks on one production, that might be what's going on. Do you think that's his fluffer? The best boy grip is like a, a nice euphemism for fluffer? No, I think they're related. Why would you have him fluff? Oh no! <laughs> All right. Well, this has been this has been a binders. <laughs> We've been Keith and Emmy. <laughs> I wish we get around and finding out. Yeah, I know. Oh, I you know. can. You can. no, I can't. You no, have can't. the the Zoom call thing. No, can I can't. I can. I don't have the powers. Back up. No, none of us do. You back up, bitch. <laughs> Do the thumbs? What, what the hell? It can't happen. That's so weird. I yeah. thought you had the login. It would make it make you have the powers. Oh well. No, I think he's got like an updated version of Zoom or something. Oh, son of a Brandon bitch. Brandon is fancy Zoom or something. Anyway, that, that's been us and this is our that about that. Welcome to Daredevil. Buckle up, fuckers. Nope, yeah. that's just for Patreon. <laughs> Buckle up, shitters. <laughs> take it out. All right. Uh, Keith, do you have any final words? No, that was it. Just take it out. Buckle up, shitters. <laughs> oh, God. Da-na, 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 da-na.